0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity.
1: Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, excellence killed the church how mediocrity is destroying america dr sean michael greener Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful, this is God in Country, The Collision of Faith and Politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev, Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Give
2: me one more.
1: Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful, this is God in Country, The Collision of Faith and Politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Doctor Sean Michael Greener.
0: All
2: right. Can anybody hear me at all? I am hoping that you can. All right, let me try to connect. Janie, can you hear me? Yep, I'm here. Oh, awesome. We just had a major, major uh, kind of crash between the interface and the, uh, and for folks out there listening, I am terribly sorry. We were all set and ready to go and we had a major interface crash. Uh, it has never happened before, but it happened now and that's a bummer. So um, hopefully you all can kind of catch up from where we are so you you heard our great intro music we heard our great announcer and all that stuff and then all of a sudden everything went black so we'll get over it I know you have somewhere to be Uh, everybody you know that uh, this is the collision of faith and politics and apparently some technical schnafus that uh, were impossible to defeat so I actually am calling in on a phone line so we're sharing a phone line now so I apologize for any sound problems but at least we can be heard um, okay there we go excellent 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 all right perfect 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 We've got people logging in now so I apologize for that what a bummer and uh, so we'll get on with it ladies and gentlemen we're very fortunate now we have Janie uh, how do I pronounce your last name Maidler
0: yep that's perfect
2: awesome awesome And uh, her whole life changed because of one thing, one very, very controversial thing. And uh, she is the president of Riley Smile Foundation, which is a nonprofit 501c3 that her young daughter uh, Riley founded. She's also a founder in Riley Sunshine, LLC, a medical cannabis manufacturing and research company in San Diego, California. She is a policy advisor, and so far she's pushed through Riley's law. The school law SB 181 and helped uh, House Bill 210 get through and she just submitted an autism petition yesterday or uh, yeah something about it, yesterday she does autism cannabis consulting for various companies throughout the United States and she is an international speaker on pediatric cannabis therapy and uh, so I'm glad that you're with us let me <clears throat> let me just say this um, and it, it is interesting to me that we had this kind of trouble today we never have this kind of trouble, and I have all kinds of fancy <laughs> top dollar equipment that um and by the way, chat is open, you guys sorry for the inconvenience and hang in there uh thank you very much for your patience and um uh, but but needless to say um and I did announce this this is a very late edition, but I think that quite possibly one of the uh one of the reasons why uh we may have had so much trouble. This is going to be obviously a very controversial show for a whole lot of people. And the reason it will be is, number one, we're going to be talking about cannabis first. Now, we're going to still talk about uh, what's been going on in the country. Um, it, we're, we're somewhat limited on time with our guests. That's why I'm so frustrated that we had all these problems. Um, but uh, one of the reasons why it's it's so controversial is because we're going to be talking about cannabis. And anytime a conservative Christian, let alone a conservative Christian pastor, um, anytime you hear any conversation about cannabis, you are undoubtedly going to hear a whole different approach. You're going to hear uh, how terrible it is, how uh, sinful, all of these different things. You're You're going to hear a whole lot of things that unfortunately don't match reality. And a pastor has uh, really a choice to make, quite frankly. And Jeannie, I know that uh, probably as we get into what your situation actually was, um, people will be very moved and and very touched by it uh, because you're a person of faith as well. But as a pastor, Mm -hmm. I've taken so much heat for my stance on this. And um, that's okay because I had a decision to make. Am I going to speak the truth or Am I going to uh, just go full on out and and unplug from, from reality in order to preserve my um, national, uh, I don't know, persona, I guess we would say, and my reputation and all that stuff? But I have to tell you, um, I just decided against it. I decided against it for a lot of reasons, uh, not the least of which were um, – actually you know personal reasons as well as professional and and, uh, academic research and all of these things that that I set out to do and after two years of research I was really blown away by what I learned and then we have a mutual friend and he uh, was so kind to uh, connect us and and I'm really honored by it so Janie tell me if you don't mind and tell our audience uh, if you don't mind tell us the story of how this cannabis came to be in your life I mean, what 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 is what is the story here because i'm sure people are going well how the heck
0: did this happen <laughs> well um my daughter was diagnosed with an extremely rare aggressive bone tumor in 2013 and originally we were told that she had limited time and the hospital was going to in um operate on her and have a chemo port installed but that was pretty much a hail mary and they had expressed to us you know enjoy your time this is this is late stage of cancer and uh, even though they were wrong on the diagnosis the diagnosis was still very uh, grim she ended up not having to uh, technically have chemo even though chemo is a treatment for the type of tumor that she had in the end, we did have a choice in how we were going to treat her, but the type of tumor that she had, um, it, it did have to be removed or else it was going to be life-threatening, but it's very disfiguring to the face. It was about a quarter of her face was, was removed, and wow. so we were faced with a situation where no longer was uh, was she going to lose her life, but... We were going to be left with a with a very disfigured child who would have complications down the road with eating uh, any 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 of those complications that followed nerve nerve endings, she did end up having uh, seizures from the treatment. But when they originally had told us to pretty much enjoy your time, we're going to do this Hail Mary chemo treatment. This type of cancer has has no uh, good survival rate and this is a, a stage four, uh, you know, I had done all kinds of research coming from a, an extremely religious family. I didn't even talk to my own father about, you know, what I was researching. And I was contacted by a mom who her son was diagnosed with the same type of cancer as rhabdomyosarcoma, And she said, you know, I know a lot of moms who are treating their children with cannabis and maybe you should think about it although she herself was not treating her son with it and it was his was in his foot and I just kind of put it back you know in the back of my mind and thought you know I'm going to keep thinking about it. I'm going to research so I talk, started talking to more and more moms and I couldn't find any negative uh, outcomes from doing this and I just thought you know I'm not going to let my daughter go without trying this. The night that they sent us home, the night before she had her chemo port put in, I remember I laid awake that entire night thinking, I'm not burying my child. So, mm. you know, that's that's where it came from. I'm not gonna bury my child. Wow. So we ended up, you know, holy I, holy. I did end up t- telling my father, Uh, And he's, he's a minister. And I did end up telling him, uh, you know, in my way of, at first he was very against it. And I just said to him, you know, God put this plant on this earth for some reason. And if it was put here to save people, then I'm using it. And there's no reason for us not to use a plant. Then I started researching how many plants are on this earth and used as medicine. And He just, he finally started clicking and he agreed with me and, you know, he's now one of, one of our biggest cheerleaders and, you know, you would actually think that, you know, he was, he was actually an extractor himself. You know, he, he talks very openly about it and, you know, sometimes I actually have to tell him to hush up, you know, (laughs) And, and he is, he was probably the hardest person for me to tell and he's actually one of our biggest advocates now.
2: Isn't that something so, isn't that something how yeah. when you have truth when you when you actually have facts how you, it, things may change later on in the show when the next thing I'm going to talk about uh, that that's the same type of thing you know there's a lot of people out there that formulate an opinion based on uh, traditional beliefs beliefs that were kind of put into their head uh, from from other sources that were incorrect and so you know we believe we believe those things foolishly. We do. We mm-hmm. believe those things foolishly, and at some point or another, I, I think it is very sad, quite frankly, um, how that goes, because we end up really losing a very important part of ourselves. We we lose the um, the part of ourselves that is about truth. You know that mm-hmm. that is that is about truth. The part of ourselves that clings to honesty. Uh, even when it doesn't fit our agenda and that's the big problem here is there's a there are a lot of folks who they say look you know this is this is my team here this is this is the team i'm on i'm on the team christian i'm on the team conservative i'm on the team you know you don't drink alcohol you don't do drugs and certainly we don't do pot because of course pot is the worst thing ever uh because you know that's makes you crazy and That leads to drug dealing and then that's a gateway drug and what do you want to sit around and be high all the time for so um, Mm -hmm. there's just all these things and and i think that for whatever reason on the conservative right especially the the christian conservative right people formulate an opinion that that they marry themselves to they hitch their you know chain to it that's the wagon they get hitched to and they say hey this is this is where it's going to be i'm i'm not I'm not wavering from it. I don't need to know any worse. Uh, I don't need to know any different. Rather, and so then they they just do that. So you faced uh, really what is a crushing thing. In uh, you know, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I have kids, and and I I just I just I don't know. I mean, that's I pray to God he takes me before anything like this. You're a lot stronger than me, and I can tell you, I I just I don't know. You're getting that kind of diagnosis, seeing that kind of things that far advanced and thinking, well, we can't do anything for you. you know, this is what you need to be thinking about. Well, right. from, from my point of view, that would be sort of a personal collapse moment for me, just a, oh, a true personal Definitely. collapse moment. I, I just don't think I would. So, so tell me at, – at, so then this happens. How was how – how did you come to learn, specifically learn, about cannabis? as it relates to this, who was the, who was the link for you?
0: So um, I was put into a private group of moms out in California um, that actually a lot of them were dealing with um, childhood cancer and they had formed a group that were just supporting each other. And so there was maybe 60 moms in the group and we're all still very tight knit and close. And we just were kind of bouncing ideas off of each other. The original mom that I um, spoke about that had said to me, have you ever thought about cannabis? She actually was in that group, even though she never um, took that step. She herself was was in a situation where her family was very religious. And I think that's actually what held her back from actually trying it, even though she lived in a legal state. And... But she was in the group and um so we just all of us kept kind of bouncing ideas back and forth and when it got to the point where the pathologist it was one of those things where the you know that after that night that you know i came home and and all i could think of was like how do how do i make my child afraid not afraid to die and you know what stone have i not turned over and the only stone I hadn't turned over was the cannabis um, so that I just that when we went back to the doctors to have a report put in that's when the pathologist came out and said you know we're going to halt this we think something's kind of gone a little strange here it ended up being a type of tumor that mimics cancer but is still extremely aggressive and life-threatening so then I went back to the group and I said look moms you know this is what I'm dealing with, would you still use cannabis? And they and so then all of a sudden all these moms started shooting me all these research articles on benign breast cancer and all these different tumors that it helped. And, and I ap- I found a research article that Raphael Machulam, where he was studying bone regeneration, And I knew that she was going to lose a large portion of the bones in her face. She had already lost a large portion. And, you know, you just start adding up the numbers and you're thinking, gosh, I've got nothing to lose here. And, you know, worst case scenario is this stuff doesn't work, but she's more comfortable. And so we just go ahead and do it with, with I have all these moms supporting me and bouncing ideas off. So it's really like a collaborative, you know, support. And so Mm -hmm. the main dilemma that I was facing was finding in an illegal state was finding just lab tested um, medicine for her. So also Mm -hmm. in the sense of having this big group of moms all over the United States that also helped too, because I had a group of angels to help me and so that's what really got us through that first year uh, and you know that they just we all just became like a little close-knit family
2: mm-hmm. you you talked to uh, and I talked about it when we opened here about and God said behold I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the earth and every tree in them which is the fruit mm-hmm. of the tree yielding seed to you it shall be for me Um and you know, I think I think about that, and I talk about that, and I talk about uh, how in Hebrew, uh, cannabis, and and some people are sending me messages um, and saying that uh, what is cannabis, and I'm I'm a little bit surprised mm-hmm. by it, not to make fun, but but they're asking me yeah. what is cannabis and why is it so controversial. Well, cannabis is marijuana. Mm-hmm. Cannabis is mm-hmm. the actual name for marijuana. Marijuana was a made-up name to vilify it. But the fact of the matter of it is, is it is absolutely, in ancient Hebrew writings, it's all over that. And so in our biblical times, it was talked about. And some other time, I'll do another show, maybe a follow-up show next week, or I'll do another show this week, who knows. But um, I want to make it clear that this is, and I'm not hiding this at all, this is in fact Cannabis is, in fact, marijuana, and there are different components mm-hmm. to marijuana. There's THC and there's CBD. Cannabidiol is uh, what a lot of the oils folks are talking about. This will be what people will mention is, oh, yeah, yeah, I do I do use the CBD. I, I do use that, but I don't use the marijuana. Right. I don't use the that'll get you high <laughs> or make you see stars or anything yeah. like that or make you lethargic or lazy or whatever, make you go rob a liquor store. Um, I don't run from that. Now, people that, that know my story know uh, I, will, I actually did die uh, of 2012. I was in a head-on car crash, 92 miles per hour versus 51. I went from 51 miles per hour in seven feet. I bent the steering wheel despite the airbag with my mouth. Um, I suffered a serious head injury, uh, brain injury, and uh, many, many other injuries. And to be very honest with you, I had health insurance then, plus we thought, you know, this is a car accident. It's clearly not my fault, so everything will be taken care of. at a million-dollar coverage through my company. Well, after a year, as in many cases in Delaware, uh, a whole other show could be done on this, they just stopped paying. Mm-hmm. My own insurance company would stop paying so that I would sue them. They know that 75% of uh, the people that they stopped paying will just give up. Well, I couldn't give up. Well, we didn't win and um because it's a contract issue not a G, you really would dealt a bad hand here let's go ahead and pay for everything suffice it to say um then due to uh obamacare i lost my health insurance it was a very high deductible health insurance anyway but in the in the case of catastrophic something catastrophic i would be okay well i lost that that went away. The company left the state of Delaware, and of course now I have terrible pre-existing conditions that I can never get. Um, I can't get health insurance, and people say, "Well, get it through Obamacare." Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have thousands of dollars and $14,000 deductible and all that stuff, so it's it's kind of ridiculous at this point. All of that to say mm-hmm. this: that outside of um, regular medicine, the pain drugs didn't work. The I got on. I won't say the drugs because I don't need them to sue me. Uh, but I got on these two drugs that are primary drugs for brain injury, for seizures because I had seizures and all these different things, and they made me a person different than who I am. And they didn't take any pain away, and they didn't help my seizures, and they didn't help me to think any clearer. In fact, they, I would say and do things that I would never do under any other circumstances. So suffice to say, at that point, I'm wondering, well, I just why did, God, why didn't I die? Why didn't you just kill me in this? You know, that's okay, I'm in have, I'll am in i be in heaven, and my family, you know, they get the life insurance, and everything be fine. And uh, through all of these different things, the doctors did what they knew how to do, which was give you drugs. And I mean drugs that they write a piece of paper, you go to the thing, and you pick up your pharmacy prescription, and all is well. Yeah, probably get addicted to it, man, nah, the pain drugs don't work, uh, but that's not really important. It's just this is what we're supposed to prescribe you, this is what society says we're supposed to do none of it worked, not a bit of it worked, and I started uh, researching cannabis uh, because I'm very pro-Israel, obviously, and my degrees uh, focus on Hebrew worldview and, and all of that, so uh, I'm very connected with Israel, and I found out Israel was very, very much on the leading edge of cannabis research. Now, mm-hmm. I noticed that there's, there are some articles that talk about you in cannab- uh, uh, in Israel, Can you help me know that connection as you know it? Mm
0: -hmm. So I was uh, invited to Israel to to speak about uh, Riley. Um, And they wanted me to speak about her recovery and her bone regeneration, because when Mm -hmm. we started her on cannabis, it was a month after her resection surgery where they removed a ton of the bone and and the tumor. And we we couldn't tell the doctors what we were doing with her but they were very shocked at how fast her bones were regenerating and so we even um, were sent to Johns Hopkins and they actually looked over all of her pathology and records and just kept saying gosh what are you guys doing and of course we couldn't say anything and so I just said you know oh we're using essential oils and so it was uh, the doctor over there was wink wink you know keep doing what you're doing so it wasn't until about a year later that we actually came out in the public and said what we were doing. But to look at her today, she looks completely normal. And she, we were expecting to have to do um, multiple reconstructive surgeries. And she hasn't had a single reconstructive surgery. It's been four years and her tumor is stable. The piece of tumor that they couldn't reach that was left behind has shrunk. Um, down to almost zilch and she only has a very tiny bit of nerve damage in her little chin, which right now is kind of cute when she dribbles something on her chin and doesn't know it. Um, and so she does have seizures and but those are um, controlled by the cannabis and we still have her huge bottle of narcotics, which she's never touched. Um, so, I mean, she's just doing great. She's absolutely beautiful, and you would never know her when she had the surgery. They removed her her palate, all of the bone and uh, the left side of her maxilla, the cheek, the bottoms of the eye orbit, the the whole sinus area, I mean, everything on that whole left side was removed. And now, now, now I
2: mean, let me let me not, just ask you, where did you have that done? Where did that happen?
0: That happened to A.I. DuPont.
2: Yeah. Wow. Now, like so we, they were able the to CT, do that and make that happen.
0: Yeah, yeah They re, what they did was they removed the tumor, and the tumor had already eaten away all of the bone. So they not only oh, had to goodness. remove the tumor, but they had to remove all of the bone surrounding it. And they were going to take out the teeth, and she would have to have implants. But when they brought her out, the plastic surgeon said you know well we decided to stitch your teeth into the skin and they're just gonna they're gonna flop around we don't expect them to live but you know it's it, it would be too much of a shock you know maybe they'll live we don't know we've never done this before and literally mm-hmm. they had never ever seen this to tum- these type of tumors ever and so they didn't really know what to expect and we just kind of were sitting and waiting for these teeth to just die and for some reason, these teeth actually lived. They they actually rerooted. There was no roots in these teeth, and they actually rerooted. So she didn't lose any teeth, and um, she does have to have some jaw work done uh, because some of the tumor cells got into her jaw socket. But and it uh, she has a little bit of you know degeneration in her jaws, her, her jaw sockets. But other than that, she's. You know, to look at her, she could be a little model,
2: so yeah, I'm looking at her. she's adorable as can be i would i would uh yeah. I would muss her hair and and love on her. she's just adorable, yeah, and so she's you, on the yeah, cover of canna Health you'd never know canna Health magazine, mm-hmm. the may two thousand seventeen issue of Canna Health magazine, and she's profiled in that, and I think that's pretty pretty awesome. I think that's pretty amazing now mm-hmm. um <laughs> how do you how do you and i don't, I don't even know the proper for for children but how do you administer the cannabis to her and, and and first what is what is it that you administer is it a cbd thc mix is it just the cbd oil yes. and you know where do you get it now
0: well so fortunately um when we first started out we were because we were trying to shrink tumor um, because there was a little bit of tumor left behind. And I really wasn't focused on bone regeneration because I, um, I I just wasn't focused. I was at first just trying to get rid of this tumor and keep it from coming back because she has a, over 60% chance of recurrence. Now, if it recurs, her um, hands are kind of tied behind her back. She has to have chemo. So in the beginning, I was just using uh, CBD and THC. But then when we started realizing that she was having seizures, we started weaning down the THC and using whole plant CBD and THCA. And that's when we really started noticing the bone regeneration picking up in speed and really filling in in the spots that she needed uh, really fast and the inflammation coming down. So right now she's on uh, CBD and THCA. And we use it in an oil form. And then we also use a um, THC and a CBD balm that she rubs on her face. Now, if she has, um, like when, she, when we fly to, to go do speaking events, when the plane goes to descend, she has these air pockets in her bones from where they're not completely regenerated. Um, and the air pockets will go to expand uh, when, when the plane descends. So we do have to administer Mm -hmm. a nasal spray. It's a THC nasal spray to help kind of knock her out a little bit so that she can bear the pain. Get
1: out of town. That's
0: amazing.
2: Isn't it a blessing to have that?
0: Oh, yeah. That's absolutely stunning.
2: It's absolutely stunning. May I bring a caller on? I think I know who this is. This is an extremely Mm -hmm. intelligent guy, and I know he's probably got an intelligent something to add. Hang one second. Okay. This is Dr. Sean. Hello. Let's see here. I don't know if we're for whatever. Can you hear me? we're not connecting. Hang on one second. Hello, can you hear me? I tell you we're we're doing this show on a shoestring and it's very very frustrating, I tell you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
2: be, because we're we're overwhelming the computer and the systems that I have here. And the show has grown to just under 2 million folks. And I know you must be extremely frustrated at this point, uh, but we can't, we actually can't hear the. the uh, oh my goodness. Mm. Today is a day of maximum frustration, isn't it? So um, can you still hear me? Yeah. Well, I, can. I do apologize. It norm, normally goes way easier than this, but uh, for whatever reason, I think the. The shoest- okay. we operate on a shoestring and a shoestring broke today so um, <laughs> suffice to say yes. you you have this the situation where you have this child of yours this precious precious child who is in desperate need of help and she mm-hmm. uh, there's just there's just nothing else that can be done for her you you find out about cannabis through caring people you start doing the cannabis other than your dad, what has the response been, not from people who are, I don't want to say receptive to the idea of cannabis, but who are just kind of, I don't even want to say mainstream, because who knows what the mainstream is nowadays, but, but, but people that are, uh, for whatever reason, they really, um, they're not on board, let's just say, or maybe they haven't said where they are, but you know, they're church folk, yeah. And, uh, you know well, what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, yeah. I've had my share of those. Okay, so a few examples. So,
2: how are they responding?
0: Well, I I have a, a brother and sister who are both police officers who aren't exactly receptive. Um, so we are um, cordial, and that's about it. Uh, you wow. know. That I, I just have to say that's that's all. We're cordial. Uh, and you would think that after watching their niece, you know, survive through this, that it would be more than more than that. Then uh, there was a legislator who, on the Rileys law, was very very questioning, and he himself is a minister. And I remember he pulled us aside before it was time to vote. And we had a long talk, and he was he was going to vote no, and we had just had a long talk about you know this being a plant that was put here for some reason, and how right. far back you know in the Bible you can even find um, talk of the marijuana plant and uh, well actually the cannabis plant, and you know that how many different medicines there are that are derived from the plant and. That yes, some people can misuse it, but why should we take this out on an innocent child when you know when this child it could save their life or make such a huge difference in their quality of life? And he actually agreed with me, and he voted yes, and he he now is a pro medical cannabis um, legislator, and so we were able to go around oh, awesome. to like every single legislator and talk to them and sit down with them, even if even if their beliefs were against it for religious reasons, we were able to, you know, get on their level and talk to them about that. And we were able to get unanimous votes on the Riley's Law, which allowed for medical for children. So, you know, that's unheard of, because half, you know, so many of them voted no on the adult law. But we just kept working yeah. them and saying, you know, how can you let that harm children? You know, you, you can't take it out on children just because you feel like there's a few people that are actually using it for recreational. You know, we finally got got through to some of them, you know. And uh, so, then, um, then, so then there's a couple of parents who, when the, when the news broke the, about me using it for my daughter and then us pushing for pediatric use, there is actually a father who his wife and I were actually friends uh, when, you know, our, our sons were in class together and both of our sons are, were on the autistic spectrum. And her son was further down on the spectrum than my son. My son's more considered Asperger's. And, you know, her son ended up not being able to stay in a in a regular classroom setting. And I remember he was he was stocking a shelf and he, it was on the front page news and he turned around and looked at me and he yelled at me and he said, you're the reason for all this marijuana nonsense. And I just took a deep breath and I said, okay. He said, he said, you're the reason for all this. He said, you're the reason for all this marijuana nonsense. And so I just took a deep breath and here his son is, you know, severely autistic. And I just said, you know, right now, I know you don't understand things, but I encourage you to go to PubMed and Google autism and cannabis and call me when you need help. And just walked away. And, you know, we still pass each other, but, I, you know, they're a very religious family. And, you know, there, there are those families that just, you know, it's, it's like a wall that just comes right up. And it's so sad because like I know personally how much cannabis could help their child. And, you know, it's it's just such a, it's such a shame. So, but you do run into, you do run into families. And I I know that it's mostly because of their faith or their beliefs as to why that they have put that wall up and it's their child that will suffer because of it. Well,
2: and so so, so, we're talking about a mindset here. So I guess you know we should we mm-hmm. should kind of lay that out. what we're really what we're okay. really talking about here is a mindset, preconceived notion uh, that, hey, you know what i I have believed this. I've believed that it's nonsense, so it's nonsense. I'm going to right. continue believing it, whether uh, it's whether you think it's nonsense, or not, or no matter if anybody says anything different to me, doesn't matter to me. I'm going to still believe this right. because that's what I mm-hmm. want to believe. And in, in this particular case, you know, what's interesting to me is originally when the medical marijuana thing happened in the state of Delaware, uh, several people who were, who had studied it, and they, they were um, very helpful to me, they said, um, listen, I really uh, – I really think that you should try at least try this. go go to your doctor, you just get a letter and and uh, you know have take the application for the medical marijuana program, take that to your doctor, you know kind of explain to him that this is you know nothing else seems to work, so this is why i'm I'm trying it, and would you be willing to write me a letter saying that my conditions meet the guidelines, which of course they did big time. Well, he sat on it for a mm-hmm. while, and I—I've been going to the guy for ten years. I mean, we were friends, and he's a you know medical doctor, and he said, you know, after about a week and a half, two weeks, he said, listen, he didn't do it. He had his um, helper do it, his office manager do it. After I had called and called and called, and said, hey, you know, I really need this, and I said, uh, you know, it, this can we? Is there any way? Is there any way at all that we can? Uh, kind of processes along because I, I I don't know how long the whole process takes, but I need help. And and finally uh, the person said, well the doctor says that he is concerned about getting sued because he doesn't know that much about cannabis, and because he doesn't know much about cannabis, he's afraid that he can't uh, he can't advise you on it because he's you know he just doesn't know. And I said, yeah, but I provided all those links and all this information to help you help him, you know, and so why wouldn't he just read it? Well, I mean, you never know that stuff. People get stuff off the Internet, you know, and it's kind of like the thing nowadays. But we know of a doctor who probably he's the type he would probably sign off on it. And I said, you know, I've had a 10-year relationship with this office and this doctor, and I thought we were friends. I can't imagine why he wouldn't talk to me himself. She says, well, you know, he's very busy, as you know, and blah, blah, blah. And okay, well, thank you, and I never went back, and I feel bad because I really like the guy. But all of that to say this, that it, it it's not just the medical community, and, and I get why they're reluctant. And, of course, you probably get that too. Look, they don't get money from mm-hmm. cannabis. They don't get... You know, mm-hmm. the pharma just doesn't, the pharma, if, if anybody thinks that the whole uh, big pharma doesn't control medicine, big pharma and insurance and medicine, I mean, they, they all work together and they all work to each other's good. And unfortunately not to the patient's betterment. So when you, when you got the oil or the first thing you started with, and you started doing that, were you fearful? I mean, did you, did you, were you nervous about, the police coming or, or other parents saying, my gosh, you're the worst parent ever. I can't believe you would do this. <laughs> like the stigma well, I type wasn't, of
0: thing. Yeah. Um, well, with our personal friends, um, we have a really deep connection with our friends. So with our friends, they, gosh, they, they knew the nightmare that we went through in the beginning. And so I only let a few, close friends in on what we were doing. And it really, the only reason I even let them in on what we were doing was in case I did get caught. So I had this one friend, I actually explained to her the entire regimen of what I was giving Riley so that if I were to get caught and if I were to get arrested, she could continue giving it to Riley. And I purposely left my husband out of the loop completely because he worked for the state. And he's a teacher, and I oh, knew yeah. if he got if he got arrested, oh, my gosh, we would lose everything. So, I had even, like, said to him, I said, I don't want you to know anything. I don't even want you to know where it is in the house because I want you to be able to pass a lie detector test. And yeah, so, he actually didn't even, he might have accidentally seen it one or two times but played dumb but he never even saw me give it to her until after we came out in the public because i was uncomfortable with him knowing anything because i wanted to make sure if for some reason he got test you know lie detector tested or anything he would pass it um so i took a ton of precautions and gosh i those friends that were ready to back me up i love them to pieces because they were willing to you know, take risk because they could see the changes in my daughter and how, you know, she was healing. So I, and I wasn't really worried about anybody finding out because the way that uh, pediatric children are dosed is kind of, especially with THC, is a lot different than recreational type of use. You're They're not getting high. So for for somebody to recognize the child is taking cannabis when they're taking it for medical reasons, people don't really, it's not something somebody would catch on to. So there might've been one time that somebody could have possibly thought she looks really sleepy. And that was like one mistake because I accidentally like overmeasured a little bit and really... Mm -hmm. On that day, her school nurse said to me, you know, because the school nurse was in communication with us at all times that those couple of years, and the school nurse said to me, you know, she seems really tired today. And I said, oh, okay, you know, I'll make sure that, you know, she gets more rest tonight. And that was was the full extent of it. That was it. And so then when we started switching her um, over to more CBD, then she actually had more energy. So I definitely wasn't even worried at all when it comes to the hospital and the doctor's offices because we were in an illegal state i wasn't i was even less worried with like them testing her because she would have to to pee on a test in order to be checked because as far as the blood work it's um less likely that they would do a blood draw to check for drugs of that type so it's more likely they would have her go you know go do a pee test uh, like the like the police would do, or, or for licensing and stuff like that. So that would be something that I would I I would be there and I'd be like, oh, you know, no, she's not going to do that, or I would deny letting them do that. So um, I wasn't like overly concerned because she wasn't showing any kind of signs of of being on cannabis. So uh, it you know wasn't really like high on my radar of worrying about anything. So. Now, if I now you stopped. you haven't
2: experienced her, you haven't experienced her robbing any liquor stores or convenience stores or anything <laughs> like that so far. No, she's
0: not. Yeah, she's not smoking, vaping, you know, doing any dabs yet. <laughs> no. Wow, because
2: wow. so, yeah, based on what you she's
0: hear, actually... you know, it's <laughs> no, she's actually she says her prayers every night. Um, she's very against alcohol. And also the the sprite, sure. she calls it the sprite store which is actually a spirit store, <laughs> um, uh. and she's very against smoking and she's she's a very conservative child and uh, so she um she has a lot of opinions on things and uh, I you know she's she thinks she sees good in everything so she's definitely yeah. not a wild child. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think um, I, I think that for me, a couple of things that stick with me that I, I want to discuss with you. And I hate—I uh, was able to determine that was in fact uh, Ken, really brilliant man. And I know he probably had a great question or comment. But what we're doing is just for the audience, just so you know. Uh, basically, our computer has essentially failed. It's just way—it just can't handle all all of this stuff anymore, and it's just. It's just too much for it and it's several years old and that is what it is we can't afford another one so we just have to roll this way Uh, but i had to patch in the phone and then patch in with Janie madler our our wonderful wonderful guest today and so that's kind of how we're doing it so i i can't take calls because i don't know how to do it over the phone line so we're we're probably maxing Mm -hmm. the phone out too Uh, but all that said to say this one thing that stuck out with me uh, in your experience and 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 refresh my memory and the audience's memory and maybe if they're just tuning in um it was the uncles that are police officers and they were very against the cannabis mm-hmm. for uh, yeah on and on
0: uncle. Did, did, yeah. did
2: they did they on uncle and did they ever say why uh
0: no i I would assume it's just because of their job uh so i personally feel that you know there's there's a big difference between the law and what god has given us and that you have to follow your conscience with what you can live with so if you know i i could i can live with breaking the law but i can't live with losing my kids so, you know, you have, you have to make some tough decisions. And, you know, if, if I... I, I, have
2: to, I have to interject here. I, I can't be quiet any longer. It's just killing me.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I have to mm-hmm. say, Janie, I, I am so sorry that a segment of society valued their completely incorrect information. Their completely incorrect, total bias-driven agenda-driven information that they've chosen to believe that they placed that over even you know what i'll I even say this why not uh even if you have a, a a cancer patient i i have a dear friend of mine he might be listening pray pray for him his name is chris kahlan i i love this dude i'm telling you he's a great great friend he's been a great friend for a lot of years since the 90s and i have to tell you um you know he's dealing with pancreas cancer, and and he's had all the surgery that mm. he can have, and he's taken all the drugs and all that stuff. And you know he and I have talked about cannabis, and he's not he's not against it. But but oddly enough, as air quotes progressive as Minnesota is, you're only allowed to have a certain amount of THC to cannabis mixed. it's it, it's not even it's not even predicated upon what the proper percentages are. Right. It is predicated on more so what some arbitrary decision was based on, I don't know, some idiocy. The, it, legis- yeah,
0: the legislature made the decision.
2: Yeah, they don't know anything about it. They don't know anything about cannabis right. or marijuana or THC <laughs> or CBD or cannabidiol. They don't know any of that. They don't know about the endo endocannabinoid system. They don't know what it does. They don't even know what it is. They think it's a toy you can buy at some toy store. And, and But then they'll legislate on these things, and it's absolutely exasperating. But but I have to say I am sorry that you had that experience with certain people who really should say, because I was saying about my friend Chris, take whatever you need to take. You've got something mm-hmm. that if you don't find a cure, it will kill you, and, and it won't take its time doing it. It won't be gentle doing it. Why not? try something that so far in all of my research now this is now i'm coming on three years that i've been researching cannabis um, that no one has died from it the the side effects are gee i'm sleepy and do you have any doritos uh (laughs) you know so far i haven't found any problem that would would uh, generate any major concern and i've looked at cases i've interviewed people in israel where their kid was having 400 seizures a day, and and now the kid doesn't have any. Yeah. Kids going to school and and loving life and and playing and doing all these things because of cannabis. You say, well, that that's um, that could be a placebo effect, and and not only that. Um, you know what else too? Um, that could just be uh sort of uh you know a fluke i mean it could just be a fluke it could be any number of other things it could be any number of other things so so yeah i don't think it's that and you know i have to say i just have to look at them and wrinkle up my face and say wait a second look at this kid look at this kid and and, and uh, we have a, a good question my friend my great great friend dave been friends for decades quick question is cannabis oil use reconciled with people in the drug and alcohol recovery uh, maybe maybe they are and and how might this impact the opioid crisis? And that's a great question because what some people will say and it's mostly police They will say and and, and I, I wish I could get this woman on the phone um, She is a Facebook friend, but I'll tell you you know how it goes with 5,000 Facebook friends sometimes some of those friends become really real friends and This is one and her name is Monica She's a, a substance abuse counselor and she has said to me point-blank and said to you know all of my followers you know what? You're speaking out of your rear, not to be crude, about negatively about cannabis, and especially in medical cannabis. Because, think about it. You don't even know what you're talking about when people say, "Well, that's gonna, they're gonna, that's fueling the heroin crisis." And, gosh, you know, we've got an epidemic. And if these kids get on this, or these people get on uh, cannabis, then the next thing you know, is they're gonna be. It, that'll get boring for them, and then they'll get on heroin. And I, I'm telling you, I want to just pull my – not even my hair. I don't have that much left. I want to pull my teeth out. It's that bad. I'm that mad about it. Um, and so I researched this, and I don't know if you have any expertise in this area, and we'll, we'll certainly <laughs> let you answer. But I researched it, and I found that in Israel, guess what the number one thing they use for drug and alcohol treatment?
0: CBD. Substance abuse treatment. <laughs> CBD. Yes, yeah, CBD. It's one of the best
2: <laughs> withdrawal – things it's it, uh, it's just and i and i just have to shake my people say Well that's israel you know other countries they probably don't even have to go to college to be a doctor there probably some just somebody say a, a yeah. phrase <laughs> in hebrew and they become a doctor which is opposite of it they're they're leading the world in virtually everything um because they've taken the restrictors off they said hey let's go mm-hmm. pedal to the metal here and let's find things that save lives how about let's do that yes yeah. and they've done it and so Um, But what what input do you have on Dave's really, really excellent and very timely question about substance abuse recovery and treatment?
0: Yeah, so CBD affects the insula. Yeah, Um, CBD actually affects the insula of the brain, which controls uh, addiction. And so there are some studies that's showing that 600 milligrams of CBD can actually deactivate the insula. So. No That's kidding. my thoughts on it. Go, the goal would be 600 milligrams if I had a, a loved one or a friend that had a severe addiction.
2: See, and and a lot of what I've studied, uh, and, and you know what's funny? Uh, we do have a, a comment here from chat, which we always have a very vibrant chat. Uh, unfortunately, research in the United States was and is limited by Washington and Schedule One. only produced in the University of Mississippi by one official sanctioned grow of inferior plants that are administered by the DEA uh, for study, and they rarely, if ever, approve any for university or medical study. So when, when they control, when the government controls the... Um, I don't want to say controls the outcome, but in essence, when you control the input, you're going to control the outcome. When you say, "Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to let you study it," but this is all we're going to let you do, well, then that's a
0: problem. Right.
2: It's just a problem. Well, i, I did
0: a I did a study in my own home, so <laughs> you can you Not can awesome. kind of do your own studies, which is a, it was a problem, but you know, using your own kids as guinea pigs. So there are a lot of independent studies going on. Uh, one of the my favorite people is um, Michelle Ross from the Impact Network. Network, and she's doing a lot of um, studies right now. Let me look at her. The impact Network. I'm writing this down. Yeah. Impact Network in Colorado. Mhm.
2: Awesome. Uh, so we have someone I, uh, actually in chat who was. Um, very involved, Uh, was an activist and administrator for medical cannabis in Oregon, Michigan, and one of the earliest featuring Granny's List. And uh, so he's witnessed what it's done in multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, arthritis, PTSD. Uh, It's interesting because I recommended it to a a dear friend, very, very dear friend, whose husband Mm -hmm. uh, has Parkinson's. And I think they're using very tiny amounts because they're nervous. They're well, I don't feel bad. The stigma doesn't really hit me if I'm using that a little tiny amount. So they're afraid to really keep adding until they hit that most effective, do- the least effective, lowest effective dose. And so that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do you have to go? Because I know you have a meeting, and I know we got all messed up in the beginning. And so I don't want to <laughs> mess you up with the stuff you've got going. You're doing important stuff. That's
0: okay. So what what was your question about Parkinson's, though?
2: Well, I have a dear friend who, uh, her husband has Parkinson's. He's a wonderful, wonderful man, mm-hmm. but and great Christian woman, uh, great Christian man. But unfortunately, you know, there's concern about the stigma. Uh, there's a concern about in the Christian community, in the conservative community, uh, you, you know, hey, this is it's not viewed very positively unfortunately. And, and so people, you know, and I knew when I came out, I'll just tell you, I knew when I came out uh, as pro cannabis that I was going to lose a lot of followers, that people were just going to bail from the ship. And I knew that I knew that that was going to happen. And, and I just said, I'm, I'm either, look, I'm, I'm either going to be truthful or I'm going to be popular. One of the two. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. truthful or popular. And I can't be both. Uh, so anyway, Um, as to Parkinson's, Mm -hmm. you know, I fear that probably, um, I fear that probably they're, they're probably using way too little of Mm -hmm. the CBD and the CBD that I get, I don't know is even if it's good. Look, I'm in the medical marijuana program and I only buy it at the, you know, you can only buy it one place. Uh, well there's two mm-hmm. places now comp- compassion centers they call them and they're very mm-hmm. highly regulated they're very security yeah, and I go to the one in Lewis now and uh mm-hmm. or I guess Nassau or whatever they call it but I guess the lewis address but and but I can't afford it but about every ninety or more days I can't take it effectively because I can't afford mm-hmm. it and so and and to be honest, to be very fair to them, nothing against them, but sometimes it's very inferior, I, I hate to say it, but it's very government regulated and, and I don't know how much they tested or anything like that, but I don't know that that's always the best place for me to get it. I wouldn't get it from an illegal place, obviously, but at the same time, where can you recommend? I mean, I know you don't do product endorsements, but people have to know, well, okay, well, what you know? What do we do here? Yeah. Where do we get what we um, know is effective?
0: Well, as far as the dosing, because there's not a lot of help with dosing in this in this state. So I work with um, different doctors where, the, where they will send me their patients for dosing help because the doctors don't know what to do. So there's a couple of doctors in the state um, that will send me people. And also dispensaries throughout the U.S. will send me people. And I will help them. Parkinson's is one of the things that... I work with i work with wasting syndrome pain glaucoma tourette syndrome autism is like my specialty mm. and um osteoporosis bone regeneration like we have a whole big list um even schizophrenia i work with schizophrenia patients catatonia um and a lot of people with dual diagnosis so
2: mm. well that I, I mean, my is, issues just everybody knows this, that my issues are pain I have seizures, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of pain, a lot of inflammation, and very high blood pressure. I mean, we're talking, it's been as high as 305 over 295, so, and I don't know what to do about it, I don't know how to, I'm just, I'm kind of trying, you know, I don't even know.
0: So, because you have seizures and you have uh, the pain and the high blood pressure, you would need CBD, THCA, and you need a balm, because... Probably THC orally, sublingually, would probably uh, increase your seizure activity. Is that correct? Does the THC increase your seizure activity?
2: Um, actually, uh, I've I don't I've tried some tinctures and mm-hmm. they really um, I haven't felt anything honestly, and I don't know if I have a high threshold or what, but I don't feel anything, nothing at all. Um, I don't. The ones I've tried have been from the Compassion Center, and there's been other than they burn burn the bottom of my tongue because they you know they got the oh. alcohol. I guess they use that yeah. the tincture, but and then I use a CBD oil that has no THC in it, and I don't know what that does or doesn't do, but I know um, I have the vape machines and all that stuff. I've I I don't know what else really to do. So your kind of expertise would be awesome. Yeah. You know, but I know when I yeah, use the C B D and when I use the um cannabis, vaping or otherwise, mm-hmm. I can tell you I have fewer seizures. My seizure activity yeah. is better and my pain is better. It's a, it's about thirty percent less if I'm faithful on
0: that's it. Cool. Okay. Yeah, that's good. All right, yeah, we can um yeah, I can help you with all that. So awesome. I haven't um been awesome, in awesome, in, awesome, a, in awesome. a little while, so I'm not sure of what products they have. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, it's
2: a weird thing because they're out of a lot of stuff a lot, and, and who knows. But, you know, and, and I just don't know. I mean, I'm, I tell them point blank. I ask them at the at the counter. I say, look, you know, here's my – and they have all your – just so people understand. It's, it's not – you're not at some corner and some guy's walking up with a, a coat, and he opens his coat. Here, you want some of this? It's nothing like that. It's very mm-hmm. professional. It's very high security. It's very highly regulated. The people are super nice. They're not a bunch of potheads, mm-hmm. you know. And around eating Doritos um, they are very professional about what they do and it's amazing really how they do it. it it is just amazing they have your medical records in order for you to even get in the program the medical records have to be um, thoroughly reviewed you have an intake where you talk up to an hour my, my intake was an hour with the person there is kind of the special, but but obviously you have way more knowledge even than they do. So what a what a tremendous resource and blessing. I want to ask you just a couple more questions because uh, I know you're you have a meeting. How do you? Yeah. And, and I and I picked up on a little bit of this uh, when you were dealing with the person uh, the the autism, uh, and they were like, oh, you're the one. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with people who are just uh, vehemently anti Cannabis and for whatever reason they're just they don't care. They're just anti period How do well, you usually
0: there? Yeah, usually their feelings are very deeply rooted um, So I I usually don't even deal with them because they're so deeply rooted. I am Probably not going to be that person. that's going to change their mind if if they come come at it with with like an angry disposition now if they mm-hmm. if if we're sitting at a table and their questions are are brought forth in and, and they are asking me questions that let me know that they're kind of on the fence or they're a little bit against it then I can probably break through to them but it mm-hmm. you can usually get a feel as to whether this is something that is so deeply rooted from their childhood that you are not going to break down that barrier. Those it's it has to touch them personally, like it did me. Before my daughter got sick, I would have never thought of I, I probably would have been completely against marijuana. I, I I I think I don't I'm not I'm not I can't really say, but I think I would have been against it. I have never uh, smoked it. I have, you know, never. I didn't even know. I didn't know what a dab was. Probably until like five months ago. To tell you the truth, because I, you know, I can't. I don't know what it, I don't know
2: what a dab is. So
0: yeah, well, I didn't what know is either until I. So apparently, uh, people use blow torches, <laughs> and they heat up this piece of metal, and they. And they have this glass. I don't really know how to explain what it is, but I did not know until I went to Colorado in February. And I saw people with blowtorches. I'm like, what in the world is that? And they said, that's a dab. And I was like, that's what a dab is. So I never even knew what that was. So I am very naive and because I strictly know things about medical cannabis. And I know things about pediatric cannabis. And so that is my whole world is pediatric medical cannabis. I don't have a clue if, if somebody told me to roll a joint I, or I'm going to die, I'm probably going to die. So I would not know how to mm. do it. And I've watched people do it and I, it looks like art to me, what they're doing because I have no clue how they're doing it. So mm. <laughs> my business partner just texted me and is laughing at me because I said something about dab. They think it's funny, but I'm so, uh, so naive about it. Uh, They've been in the business. Well, I
2: am, too, so we're on the same team. Vir- yeah. Virtual <laughs> high five to you because I'm the same boat. Yeah. I still don't know what it is. Um, but they talk about yeah, it like it's a great so, thing, so I don't know. What do I know?
0: Yeah, I know. I know people Well, what talk would you say? Stuff,
2: like it's awesome. Tell me about the autism thing. I really am curious about that. Uh, because you mentioned that you you're really a specialist in in dealing with autism and the connection there and I have friends that yeah. have it seems like autism is is a growing thing either it's what something's causing mm-hmm. more autism or we're just more um, we're just more uh, more aware you know I don't I don't know
0: right so what happened with us now my husband he specializes in autism and and I don't know if some of his specialty rubbed off on my brain, or when he was going through college, me writing all of his papers did this. I don't know. But autism seems to be like my niche. Even though my daughter does not have autism, for some reason something clicked. And when I started taking courses in cannabis, uh, and gosh, I've I've taken so many. I have like a stack of CMEs and papers on cannabis. But something kept uh coming, bring me back to autism and where she has a brother who is on this spectrum. We were in, they were in third, she's a twin. They were in third grade. And at that point, he still had a therapist. He still had an IEP. He was in a special um, program, even though he was in a regular education classroom. And one day in his, in his IEP, he had to work on aggression. He had to work on like some social skills and he had a ton of stuff he had OCD He had a ton of stuff he had to work on and one day one of the things that some autistic kids do is they put things in their mouth that they're not supposed to do they if you have like pills laying around or what they just pick it up and eat it and it's not even theirs so Riley's medicine was laying on the counter and he picked it up and took it and I just thought oh well it's not going to hurt him so his therapist the next day said that he had raised his hand appropriately answered questions and he'd had a wonderful day so it just something clicked i'm like wait a minute <laughs> so that was in third grade and we i just started talking to him about it he had not slept he had restless leg syndrome he had such bad GI issues that they wanted to do a Nissan surgery, which would lift his stomach and wrap the top part of his stomach around his esophagus. And I was so nervous oh about boy. that surgery that I just didn't want to have it done. And so I just kept putting it off, putting it off. He had the whole workup for it. And so I started thinking, you know what, I—it's all it is is raw plant. That's all this, every once in a while, I would give it to him to help him sleep, like on the weekends. And... He would just come to me and say, that stuff makes my brain slow down. It makes me feel better. And so I would just start giving it to him more regularly. His grades, before he was getting C's and he was just really struggling, all of a sudden he started getting straight A's and he started making friends. He never had friends before. He had like, his friends were kids that picked on him, that they were bullies. You know, that was his, what he thought were friends. And so he started having relationships. He started developing empathy and our next step was uh, we got him out of off his IEP. We got him out of the consortium. And then uh, we just, you know, started moving forward and he's had straight A's he's been on the honor roll this coming year. He's going to be in honors classes. And wow. he, I mean, he's wow. not, He's not um, without his quirks. <laughs> he's still a quirky little kid. He's eleven, but I mean, he has a a very good, solid friendship, which you know, kids who are on the spectrum don't normally have friends. And we can take him out in social settings, and he's a fun kid. He uh, he's you know, you can. Go to the mall and say, hey, walk around and go shopping, but take your phone and find me. You know, I used to worry about him. I used to think he's, he's going to live with us the rest of his life. You know, we're going to be stuck with this one. And I have absolutely no worries about this kid now. And, you know, when we take him to different shows that I have to speak at, you know, he will walk around and he will talk to people. He might not look you in the eye because he does have a lot of social awkwardness. But, you know, he has really made a lot of changes and he's, you know, he still has some behaviors. He's not perfect. And still, when we go to doctors, you know, he will, he will act very awkward because he doesn't know them and they will try to hand us Adderall, you know, prescriptions. And I just kind of shove them in my purse mm-hmm. and throw them away when I get out to the car. But, you know, cause he has autism in his record, but you know, he's doing great but we, um, you know, we, we took a lot of his successes and then we have a lot of friends who have autistic kids and so we started working with them and it just grew and then before I knew it, it went from 100 kids that, that I'd helped to 200 to 300 to 400 and so right now I'm a little bit over 400 and I take everything that I've done to help them and I track it And I try to figure out, like, what has helped each kid, and it it helps you create um, kind of a a little bit of a database as to what is working for these kids and what will work, what what will not work. And so then when I get a phone call from a mom and she gives me, like, you know, all of the information I need for a kid, I can pretty much just right away, like, kind of spit out exactly what she needs to do. And, you know... 80% eighty percent of the time within two weeks she's got a different kid on her hands. So wow.
2: have you ever yeah. heard anything <laughs> uh as it relates to kids with um digestive issues? I, I know of a particular yeah. uh young man, he's I think sixteen now, but he's one of twins and Joe actually knows the family real well. Um and, and uh the grandfather and grandmother are great friends of mine and uh so are so are the parents. But and he's had he's i think it's like a five year thing where he's just been in and out of the hospital he's been all over the world uh you know everything and, and I has, think that they tried cannabis oil, but I think that if there was some benefit and you knew of how to do it mm-hmm. with that, it would be helpful to them because they've tried everything um uh, I mean he's been in the hospital for months at yeah. a time and and it's just and
0: awful. He just put me in and contact nobody can with figure somebody. out how to help him right. He just put me in contact with somebody, and I think it might be that person. Um, I think for, so too. To
2: Mom has a blog. Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. That's boom. Praise yeah. God.
2: That's a that's an answer yep. to prayer. Because as I yep. started talking to you, I was like, oh man, I if this can help him and help yeah. his family, boy, I'm I'm all over it. Um, right. Well, yeah. you know, the thing is, yeah, can, with with children, I look at children differently than I look at grown folk. Grown folk, you know, look, you can. Do your worst to me. I've, I've, been, I've been down the road. I've had lots of terrible things happen to me, many of which are self-imposed, self, you know, my own self-fulfilling prophecy, if you will. And so you know, and that's okay. I've lived a good life. I'm going to try the best I can to do what I can to help my situation, mostly to help the people around me. But I have to say, when it comes to kids and it comes to older old people, I think to myself, man, why would you with, why would you withhold this? What what mm-hmm. would, what would be the motivator to withhold this thing that that the side effects are a joke? I mean, it's it's not even funny. You watch a commercial, uh, a pharma commercial on television, and half the commercials reserved for the side effects. And I think you know. Oh, you may want to commit suicide. Oh, you may want to this. Oh, you may want to that. And I do a lot of work with PTSD. I don't say PTSD. I say PTS because it's absolutely curable, um, and uh, it is it is event related. And we we can make great strides in it. And so I counsel veterans uh, free of charge, combat veterans all across uh, the country, and and in that, lots is being found out uh, to the positive. For them with PTS, I mean it, it is making a major, major difference. So when you see people who they just they just want help, they don't they don't want to cause any problems, they don't want to you know have a big problem in society, they don't they don't want a big deal, they don't want to draw attention to themselves, they're not pushing for some cause where you know everybody's just going to sit around. Um, and you and you know uh, one of the folks in chat who I have a great deal of respect for, very uh, knowledgeable on cannabis zero people have died from consuming too much cannabis medically, zero. And I think to myself, there, there are people that are, are terminal with cancer who if they had somebody like you uh, to advise them and they had the, the cannabis to help them and they could have relief in, in the uh, waning years or months or days of their life, why wouldn't we do that? I just don't understand it the society, same society that wants to have assisted suicide, you know a drive up assisted suicide practically they don't want to they don't want to make this available to to good people that are that are in the worst moments of their life. I just don't understand it. I really really don't, and that's a frustration that I have. Well listen, you've been a phenomenal guest, and again, I have to apologize for our system here. We just had a major major problem with it and not sure how we'll resolve it, but the point is, is we're so thankful that you stayed in the batter's box and you were willing to, to hang in there. Um, I'd love to have you on again to talk more specifically about some things. And obviously, I want to open it up for callers because I can't take callers because I'm, I'm working through a tether here. But I really, really appreciate it, and I know our audience does. Where can our audience learn more about what you're doing and maybe even how to help?
0: All right. Well, on Facebook, we have Riley's Sunshine, R-Y-L-I-E-S, with an apostrophe, Sunshine. And we're soon going to have our website up. That'll be the same, RileySunshine.com. We should have the website up in a week.
2: Awesome. I've got it right now. Like. Like. Mm-hmm. i'm following i'm liking see how easy that was come on easy yeah. peasy
0: easy easy peasy yep and we have a yeah. we have a six minute re- return time on messages so we get back to you very quickly
2: <laughs> wow that's that's way better than me way way better than i get back to people gosh now i'm humbled um well thank you so much janie you have been amazing and i'm so thankful to our friend joe that us and I and I will be speaking to you directly I, I would love any help that you would be willing to provide me any education any of that okay. because I need help let's face it so thank you so much what an awesome awesome privilege it has been to have you on and uh, it's just an honor that you would take the time I know this was very very last second and you know what you've been awesome and and um, you've done great obviously you're really good
0: at this <laughs> All right, well thank you so much for having me. I look forward to talking again and taking questions next time. That'll be great. It's
2: it's my pleasure. We'll get this thing fixed up. Take good care. Have a great evening. Maybe. Well, there you have it. There you have it, America. There there is what um There's the real deal here, folks. It it is one of those things that you just have to look at and say, "Hey, um you know, we gotta we gotta we gotta face facts here. I know my buddy Dave is helping me, and he must be losing his mind at this point because I've done no um, I've done no ads or anything like that. And you know, we're working on a shoestring here. I'm not even going to be able to finish the show today, unfortunately, because it's it's it, there's something wrong with the computer and it's just crapping out. Um, the if if you want to help us in what we do, you want to partner with us, there's a donate page at TheNinjaPastor.com, TheNinjaPastor.com, or D-R-S-H-A-W-N-G-R-E-E-N-E-R, You go to those, and bada-boom, bada-bing, you're in like Selene, you'll be good to go. Um, and you can donate whatever you feel comfortable with. It's very safe. It's through PayPal. Everything goes back into what we do, uh, into our ministry, our Sundays with Dr. Sean and today's show. And, you know, obviously in a case like this, we would take money and start putting it toward replacement computer, because that's apparently what the problem is. Um, And so uh, if you say, well, hey, you know, I'm not into donating, but, you know, maybe uh, I'd like to get something. Now, we, if you donate a certain amount of money, we'll give you, I'm into photography. So it's one of my uh, passions. And so we sell our work on, uh, it's HTTPS colon. Backslash backslash Sean M, S H A W N M, dash greener, G R E E N E R dot pixels dot com. You go to that, and uh, it's just, it's a, uh, if you just type in Sean M dash greener dot pixels dot com, it'll take you to it. Uh, go to my uh, Facebook, go to my website, the ninja com. Do that, and uh, you will you will find that. And you can buy painting or not paintings, um, fine art, uh, photography. You can buy landscapes. You can buy you name it. It's on there. We add to it all the time. And you can pick your frame. You can pick whether you want it on acrylic, whether you want it on canvas, wood, tin. You can have it put on a carry bag. You can have it. You can have a phone case made out of it. That's that. I mean, that's just cool as all get out. There's so many cool things you can do. And you say, well, you know, I don't want to just hand you money, so uh, how about I buy something, you give me something. Well, tell you what, it's a tiny amount. You'll find the prices there are very, very, very reasonable. Um, and when you go there, you'll see for what you get, you kind of are like, well, how are they afford this? Gets shipped to your door. It's very well protected. And uh, it's it's just a, a really super cool thing. Again, it's HTTPS colon backslash backslash. Sean M. S. H. A. W. N. M. Dash Greener, G. R. E. E. N. E. R. P. I. X. E. L. S. Dot Com, and you'll be able to do that. And I really, I want you to understand that that everything goes to keeping this thing afloat. It's it's um, it's just this. You know, this is where I never expected this thing to ever take off. I certainly never expected 1.6 million listeners. Uh, we have over 200,000 listeners now on um sundays i never expected that and so um we just don't have the resources ourselves to continue to do it ourselves it's just all there is to it and not to whine but that's just the facts and so if you uh if if you have any interest in helping us you have the ability to help us then certainly please do Uh, you will have our great gratitude if you do donate uh you get a book Uh, i wrote a book called excellence killed the church Uh, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, you get a signed uh, autographed book there, and I inscribe it for you. Um, And then over a certain amount, you actually get a a book that we make for you, custom make for you, like a coffee table book with my photographs in it and scriptures and stuff. So um, we would love to have your help, and we would love to amp up what we do and reach more people. That is for sure, and be more effective in what we do. We really send out a great uh, thank you to Janie. Medler, uh she is absolutely uh, a stunning human being. And what she's doing with her daughter is amazing, helping people all over the country. Uh, look, this is, a, this is an amazing thing, and, and, and we need to support things like that. Uh, when things are this good, you've got you to gotta talk about it. Now, let me say this in closing, and I, I just want to be real direct about this. I know I'll lose, i probably end up losing half of my audience uh, today. I know that I will. Uh, I know how it works every time I talk about something that the con- uh, conservative Christians, obviously, I' am a conservative Christian speaker and pastor and author um, and radio guy. And so when you hear a guy being pro-cannabis uh, and certainly pro-medical cannabis, you uh, you might be one of those people that says, You know what? No way, man. I'm sorry. i, I I'm not down with that. I am just not down with that. And as a result, uh, I'm voting hard no. Well, you know what happened with uh, that fellow that that Janie had to deal with that that was really negative about it, and she said, hey, you know, just look at this, and then and then if you want to talk more, we'll talk more. I understand why you know you're you're having a struggle, but um, from there, it's just it just is. It, and then he came around. I mean, he had education. So if you're one of those people that is is going to, uh, you know, no longer listen or no longer support what we do, I get it, man. I get it. It's a controversial thing. It's a hard thing. Even in my home state, look, there's uh, Christian conservative leaders who thought I was the best thing since sliced bread. As soon as they found out I I was uh, pro cannabis, uh, bailed, bailed and tried to. Get a, a group of people against me within that same community. Oh, we can't have this guy. He's, you know, he's off the reservation. Um, fact matters. Let me take this call real quick. Hopefully, it's somebody got something clean to say. I don't, I don't know that it'll work. Let me give it a try. Uh, it doesn't look like Hello, this is Dr. Sean. Yeah, how you who doing, are we speaking man? to? Yeah, good, good. Who are we speaking I, to? I, I'm come, actually Charlie.
1: listening right now. I didn't press one to join. I was just listening, for uh.
2: Oh, nice, nice. Well, I'll cut you loose, man. I just didn't want to be disrespectful to you. You're kind enough to good. listen in. I appreciate it. So, well, well sorry, see- man. Well, we lost him. Listen, our our screen is fading, and everything's fading here. So, we'll have to we'll have to do the other half. Maybe I'll do another show tomorrow, uh, or Friday evening. I'll let you know. Again, terribly sorry for all the problems we're having with the with the system. Uh, we're hoping to replace it at some point real soon. We just you know, we just have to have the resources. But listen, God bless you all. Thank you for your patience. It means a lot to me that you hung in there. And uh, we will talk to you real soon. God bless you.
1: Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor and follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at the ninja pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in country radio and at www.drseangreener.com. In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for
0: joining in this fight.